Hi, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, January 7th, 2021. Yesterday was a dark day in American history. But the big question now is, what is next? We'll discuss that. Plus, after finally being certified as the winner of the presidential election, Joe Biden announces his pick to lead the Department of Justice. And finally, questions mount about how exactly this insurrectionist mob was able to take control of the Capitol. How did the law enforcement response go so poorly? Yesterday, January 6th, 2021, it's going to be one of those dates that you will forever remember, that will be taught in history classes for generations to come. It was one of the darkest days in American history. And now we're left with the aftermath. What comes out of this? What comes next for the country, for our politics? Where do we go from here? It seems that a whole bunch of Trump enablers throughout the entirety of his presidency are starting to reevaluate their association with Donald Trump. It seems that it took this insurrectionist mob taking storm of the Capitol, the beacon of American democracy, to actually somehow say, oh, this is too much. Now you've crossed a line. I don't know that any of these folks get awards for saying so, but it doesn't mean that they're finally stepping away from Trump isn't an important moment. I just don't think it necessarily deserves a ton of accolades. But I want you to hear a little bit from Vice President Mike Pence, Senator Kelly Loeffler, who just lost her race in Georgia, and one of Trump's staunchest allies on Capitol Hill, Lindsey Graham. To those who wreaked havoc in our Capitol today, you did not win. Violence never wins. Freedom wins. When I arrived in Washington this morning, I fully intended to object to the certification of the electoral votes... However, the events that have transpired today have forced me to reconsider. All I can say is uh, count me out. Enough is enough. I've tried to be helpful. As I said, no awards are going to be given out here, not to Mitch McConnell, not to Lindsey Graham. But it is significant. It is important that these Republicans are finally, in the last moments of the Trump presidency, stepping up. And then you still see some actions being taken from folks who have never been sort of identified as as Trump allies. I mean, Adam Kinzinger in the House of Representatives has been non-Trump supporting Republican uh, for almost the entire duration of the Trump presidency on most issues. Today, he talked about having the cabinet invoke the 25th Amendment. All indications are that the president has become unmoored, not just from his duty or even his oath, but from reality itself. It is for this reason that I call for the vice president and members of the cabinet to ensure the next few weeks are safe for the American people and that we have a sane captain of the ship. It's time to invoke the 25th Amendment and to end this nightmare. In addition to Kinzinger, Speaker Nancy Pelosi joined her Senate counterpart Chuck Schumer today in calling for the vice president and the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment. I joined the Senate Democratic leader in calling on the vice president to remove this president by immediately invoking the 25th Amendment. If the vice president and the cabinet do not act, the Congress may be prepared to move forward with impeachment. That is the overwhelming sentiment of my caucus and the American people. It doesn't seem likely that the Trump cabinet 
which, by the way, is like left in many respects to just a lot of acting secretaries that are total loyalists. So I don't think getting a majority of the Trump cabinet and Pence to sign off on the 25th Amendment is a likely scenario, especially when we see news today like Elaine Chao, a cabinet member. She's not sticking around to vote to invoke the 25th Amendment. 13 days left in the Trump administration, and his secretary of transportation, Elaine Chao, is submitting her resignation. White House staffers have submitted their resignation. In the wee hours of the morning, after the Electoral College vote count was certified, we see a tweet from Donald Trump. Actually, we saw it from Dan Scavino because Twitter had shut down Donald Trump's account. Donald Trump's statement saying there's going to be a peaceful transfer of power on January 20th. Our reporting indicates he did that to stave off other resignations from his White House, his national security team. Buckle up, folks. These next 13 days, we have seen there is a total deranged madman in the White House right now. He incited this insane insurrection, and it is on his shoulders that this happened. And he still, for 13 more days, is in charge of the country, has his hands on the nuclear codes. So we are not beyond the crisis moment just yet. That being said, I don't think any of us can think that on January 20th at noon, when Joe Biden takes the oath of office, that somehow the country is going to be healed. This is going to be a long road towards some kind of unity, if that's even feasible. But in Joe Biden's vision, it is. And it is going to be a long road for him to try and deliver on that vision of America that he talks about every single day. That is not going to be easy. Now, here's what else matters today. Up in Wilmington, Delaware, Joe Biden is going to be announcing his Department of Justice leadership team. Okay, so he just finally officially becomes president-elect when Mike Pence announced his 306 electoral votes at 341 this morning. And he is going to continue with the business of putting together his administration. Today, he's going to announce that Merrick Garland, you remember, the judge... Uh, from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals that Barack Obama nominated to replace the late Antonin Scalia back in 2016. Merrick Garland is Joe Biden's pick for attorney general. And here's what's interesting, folks. The fact that the Democrats won the two Senate races and they're going to have majority control in the United States Senate may have played some peace in picking Merrick Garland. He was always one of the finalists. He was always on Joe Biden's shortlist for AG. But because Democrats are going to be controlled in the Senate, Leaving his seat vacant on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals is not as heartbreaking to progressives and liberals. The other thing about Merrick Garland that Joe Biden will make clear today, I mean, this guy is a Boy Scout. He is a down-the-line kind of person when it comes to the law. This is a, a nomination that is going to be seen as Joe Biden trying to deliver on a total contrast with the Trump era, really giving the DOJ the independence it needs from the president, but this is trying to send a message that his Department of Justice is going to be conducting its business free of politics. The context of what went on in Washington, D.C. this week, the notion of how justice can be delivered in this country uh, has a whole new meaning and context. And finally today, apart from the shock to our democracy, apart from the sadness and dismay and fury that these images caused all of us in America, anybody in this country who loves our democracy, what the hell happened? How did that happen yesterday? What went wrong with the law enforcement response? And I mean, you can't help but 
think immediately of the contrast with what we saw back in June with all of the protests across the country for racial justice in the aftermath of George Floyd's deaths. Where was that in the law enforcement response yesterday on Capitol Hill? It didn't exist. And let me assure you, there are going to be congressional investigations. This is this is not going to go away. This is going to be with us for a while about how the U.S. Capitol could have proven to be such an easy and soft target and not well defended. There will be investigations and there will be pressure on the FBI, since so much of this is on video, to start arresting folks immediately and let the prosecutions begin. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.